What's up, y'all? Welcome into another edition. Well, actually, it's the first edition. I just realized I changed the name. Well, I didn't realize it. I realized it while I started talking, even though I knew I already named it before. But anyways, Ethan's on vacation, if you guys have been paying attention, uh, watching the past couple episodes. So that's why we didn't do Monday's post game. Um, and I was thinking about not doing this one, but I wanted to get something out. Um, and Ethan's going to be out for another week as well. He's got some other stuff going on. Um, so just for the time being, I wanted to keep some content going on the channel. So we're going to be doing these rapid reactions to games instead of post games. Uh, so I'm basically just going to go through um, a couple different things uh, in in the show here just to recap the game real quick for you guys. Obviously, it won't be the same without our guy, Ethan. Um, but it was a solid performance for our man at Malachi Branham, as Adrian says in the comments. But just to go back to explaining a little bit of what this will be, I'm just going to have some overall stats and thoughts on the game, then go through all the players that played, talked about each of them individually, then wrap up and preview the next game. So Spurs lost tonight 120 to 110 against the Hornets. This was a tough one for me just because of the fact that, you know, there's someone in the tier of the Spurs. Obviously, the Spurs still without Romeo Langford, Trey Jones, um, Kemp Burke, uh, or Birch, not sure how to pronounce it yet. We'll learn once he plays. Um, he's out as well. And then I'm forgetting somebody. Well, of course, Devin Vassell. You can't forget him. Um, but yeah, just, just a tough one for the Spurs tonight in that aspect, is this is one of the games where they had a chance to win, and you saw that Pop was getting on them in this one, really ripping into them. There were some people at the game tweeting at Matthew Tinnon, I believe. Uh, Might have been Jeff McDonald, actually, now that I think about it, for the San Antonio News Express, who were like right behind the Spurs bench, and they got a good shot of Pop yelling at the guys. Um, and, and I think that the the intensity from him was just a little bit up because of the fact that they actually had a chance to win this one. Um, but with that being said, it just kind of was what it was. It still was what we've been seeing throughout this entire year, uh, really since the 5-2 and two start, oh, which has just been, you know, the Spurs are keeping it competitive, but at the end of the day, they're falling short just because of the fact that it's once again almost a new team. Not only was before the trade deadline this kind of the ailment of the Spurs, but now they're having to throw Charles Bassey in there. They're having to throw in Devontae Graham, um, and he's got some defensive struggles of his own. He's been able to get some steals, make some plays, but I remember Keith's comment back at the trade deadline recap where he was talking about how he he's really <laughs> has some struggles defensively. We've definitely seen that play out for sure. Um, but, but getting into just some overall stats in this game, one that stood out uh, a lot was the blocks. <laughs> there were a lot of blocks from Nick Richards uh, and Mark Williams tonight. Four for Mark Williams and five blocks for Nick Richards. Um, they really dominated in the post. Uh, Charles did his best to, to try to get some shots up, was able to get 11 boards, um, but went for two for 10. And a lot of that was because of the interior D there. Um, Zach Collins really got bullied a lot, unfortunately, tonight. Um, was able to find 12 boards, get five assists, had 14. Um, but we've really seen since he's come into that starting spot, his interior defense has gotten exposed a little. Obviously, still able to find some buckets. You love to see the five assists as well. Um, but kind of the lack of physicality. Obviously, Charles has physicality, but the lack of physicality paired with the lack of experience from Charles was really taken advantage of by uh, the two bigs there from, I believe it's Duke and Kentucky, or maybe they might both be from Duke. Yeah, Mark Williams is from Duke, and then 
Nick Richards. Nick Richards is from Kentucky, so I wasn't I wasn't off there. So those two powerhouses uh, of college basketball, if you will, obviously they're just kind of run, jump, and dunk guys, but definitely uh, were dominant tonight, and and that was a key stat for sure. Looking at some of the other team stats, um, field goal percentage, Spurs thought shot thirty eight percent tonight, so so that was real tough. Took ten or excuse me, took eleven more shots than the Hornets tonight, but. <laughs> you know, shooting that percentage, what weren't able to get the job done. Hornets shot 44%, were 43 of 96. Spurs were 41 of 107. They also beat them in the three point percentage battle uh, 14 of 35, 40%. Spurs were 13 of 38 for 34%. Really didn't see much from Keldon tonight uh, from the three point line other than one shot. I believe I was, that was one thing that stuck out to me. Yeah, he was one for six overall from three, was able to get 21, get eight boards and four assists, but um, six for 20 overall, not the best shooting night for Keldon. You love that he was able to get to the free throw line as well and and just try to find, you know, some way to score. He was eight of nine there, was able to get up to 21 points. Um, the rebounding battle, 58 to 58. So it was tied there. The Hornets won the assist battle, 26 to 24. They had eight steals while the Spurs had seven, but 12 to six on the block. So once again, Mark Williams and Nick Richards really showing out there. They had 16 turnovers. We had 15. We had 21 fast break points. They had 14. Uh, we had 54 points in the paint. They had 52, but we had 24 fouls to their 17. So the blocks and the fouls are really kind of what stood out in this one tonight. And if you look at the overall scoring, just quarter to quarter, 32 to 32 at the end of the first, 28 to 25 at the end of the second, 33 to 29 in the third, and 27 to 24. All of the quarters that had in it that were different, that weren't 32 to 32, were wins for the Hornets. So, um, you know, there were some back and forths for sure in that second and third quarter. It, it you know, it, when you just look at that and when you're saying it, it can kind of be misleading because it seems like the Hornets were just on top the whole time. But the Spurs did up, did get up to a lead of 10 uh, and the Hornets largest lead was 12. Um, so really, it was kind of once again, that same story we've been telling you guys all year that the Spurs were able to stay in it until the fourth quarter and eventually just made too many mistakes and, and weren't able to. Uh, to pull it out. And this is also coupled with a lot of veteran guys and guys who just, you know, have been playing in the rotations being out. I mean, there's a lot of games where, you know, you don't really know, like, for example, the Cavs game that was super close this Monday. If you just say like, oh, well, if Devin played and Romeo played and Trey played like they'd win, you could say that. But because it's the Cavs, it's it's a little bit of a slippery slope. I would say like for a team against the Hornets in this game, having those guys would have for sure um a made a difference. Just getting to some of you guys' comments. Adrian, I see you said, I came into this season expecting to watch plays instead of watching games. Else, watching the guys get better this season and develop. Absolutely. That's a that's another great point. Um, we, we've been harping that one home all year. Adrian, we appreciate you being in here. Um, and that's really the keys. You know, I was texting one of my friends tonight, and I was like, just because you know, like we were talking about Pop's frustration earlier. My frustration was kind of there, as you guys saw at the beginning of the stream, too, just because this is one that you felt like we had a chance to win. And it's like us winning, it wouldn't really have affected the lottery odds that much because we're at the, you know, they already have more wins than us anyway. And they're one of the bottom three teams in the league. Um, 
but the main thing that you've got to remember is development. And let's talk about that a little bit. Obviously, Malachi Branham, I haven't talked about him enough yet with the game that he had tonight. 33 minutes, 10 of 14, 3 of 6 from 3, 23 points overall, 6 boards, 3 assists with a steal and a block. Um, so far in the month of February, he trails only Paolo Bancaro when it comes to just points in general for all rookies. Paolo Bancaro has 15.6 right now. Malachi has 14.8. Um, this is four straight games of double-digit scorings for him, and I believe two of them have been 20-plus. Um, man, Malachi Branham has, has just continued to develop as the season has gone on. Um, and really, he's he's looked the most comfortable over the stretch. Obviously, Sohan's coming back from injury again. He went 3-for-12 tonight. wasn't his best game, but I don't feel like the Spurs did the best job either getting him involved. Did have two blocks, which is nice to see. Um but I think that kind of ties into, once again, the injury. We saw how he progressed after the other injury that happened earlier this year. Once he got comfortable, we saw him really get in rhythm. Then, of course, when that happens, he gets injured again. Um, but Malachi has been able you know, to not get injured. Thankfully, that's kind of uh, avoided him. The injury bug has. Um, and, and to see his development, I mean, these are three first-round picks. He's still 19 years old. I'm super excited to see how he, he can develop. He's just a, a solid shooter. Um, really, I feel like the only thing he that I mean, he's just got so many skills in so many different areas. He can he can be a better defender, but offensively, it, it just feels like he's got all the skills. A super co solid combo guard can take people off the dribble and get buckets. He had a nice dunk off a backdoor cut. His off-ball movement is something that's gotten better. Y'all check out at SSPN on YT. I had some commentary on Twitter for tonight's game. going to try to do some more live tweeting. Um, I mean, I, I can't say enough about Malachi's development. Just a super exciting young player, and, and, and his development uh, should definitely just make Spurs fans super happy. Talking about Kieta Bates a little bit as well. Um, he had 12 points tonight, six boards, two steals, two assists. Um, the one thing that I've been kind of noticing through this injury stretch where he's got a lot of minutes. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Is for as much as he does have like a ceiling, like he's never going to be, he, he's going to be a role player, right? Like we know that's what KBD is going to be. Um, he just makes so little mistakes and, you know, didn't have the most efficient night shooting tonight, was plus five in the plus minus. Um, and that's because of the fact that, that he does, all of his shots are good shots. Um, he's, he's really versatile and crafty around the rim because of his length. I've really noticed that since we've been given him, you know, around 30 minutes through this stretch where we've had a lot of guys who've been hurt. Um, and once again, want to harp on the fact that KBD is just a role player. Like he's, I'm not trying to say he's going to be an all-star or anything, but I, I, I'm really curious to see if we can keep him around moving forward just because of the, it seems like Dom Barlow, we'll, we'll get to him too, but Sohan definitely has a higher ceiling than him. Um, but I wonder if he he stays in the Spurs roster and the Spurs plans moving forward or if he ends up trying to get minutes elsewhere uh, just with those two young prospects kind of the same position. But we've been playing him a little bit of the at the three uh, you know, during this injury stretch as well. So 
maybe there's a roster spot for him there, but he'd be somebody I'd like to keep around just because you can plug him in. He's not going to make mistakes and, and he's just, he's going to go in and, and like, he, he can get you a bucket sometimes the easy bucket just under the rim, taking people off the dribble when you need it. Um, talking about Don Barlow only had six minutes tonight. Uh, and that was in the first quarter and didn't see any much of him afterwards. Uh, uh, not going to jump out on the stat sheet, but the one block that you also will see there, if you go look for it, uh, was a big swat. Forget, I believe it was on Dennis Smith Jr., um, but it might have been on somebody else, if, if I'm mistaken there. Uh, he looked solid in his minutes, made some mistakes, but I like the way he battled on the interior, um, and I think he's just going to be somebody that we're going to keep seeing minutes from for the Spurs moving forward. Um and and really, when he came in, him and him and Charles Bassey were battling on the boards, and it Evan ended up both having their struggles as the game progressed. Uh, but still, love to see it uh, from Charles those early, just the early good signs. Um, but still, a ways to go. But I like to see that Pop's given him spot minutes here and there, so he can develop in the in the league. Um, Devontae Graham, not his best shooting night. Found a way to get ten points. Had four assists. Um, We've seen a lot from him coming in, but it's mainly all on the offensive end. I don't want to be too mean to Devontae here, but he definitely has his defensive struggles. But he finds a way to get a steal every night, even though he gets beat on some plays. Like he had a steal tonight. He had two steals uh, in the Cavaliers game on Monday, I believe. Um, It might have been a different one, but um, the point is, is that even though he does have his defensive struggles, he does kind of the one thing that is kind of a caveat or a silver lining there is he finds his way into passing lanes, though. So he's not, you know, he does have some skills defensively and that that's in the steals department. Um, good distributor. You want him taking the shots that he's taking. Uh, just didn't really fall tonight. Blake Wesley didn't make a shot tonight. over for four uh, overall over two from three uh, with four fouls as well. But just watching the game, it didn't seem too terrible. I know that sounds crazy, missed all of his shots, but it, it seems like he's getting things a little bit more with the system, knows where to go, knows when to pass, knows when to just set things up. Uh, he ended up being plus three in the plus minus tonight because he kind of just stayed in his lane, I would say. Obviously, only 16 minutes and not too much to go off of. So the numbers don't mean like the greatest thing in the world. Like I don't want to put too much stock into the plus minus, but the reason he was plus three after going over four and not really doing too much else in the stat sheet was because he was just coming out there and and not trying to do too much, um, which is what we want from him. So it's not just like total turnovers and mistakes, which we've kind of seen at the beginning uh, of this little injury since the beginning of the injury stretch where we've brought him up from the Austin Spurs um, so I, I'm still, I know that Blake's moving at a slower pace than Jeremy and Malachi. And even you could say Dom Barlow with some of the tape that he's put up recently, but at the same time, I'm, I'm not too worried about it. Like the one thing that I think Spurs fans forget a lot of the times is like, think about it. Like Keldon didn't even really play. Obviously those were different teams, but a lot of these rookie guys, they, they sat in the G league and they'd get some spot minutes here or there, but they didn't even really play their rookie year. So these guys getting these reps as rookies, even if it looks rough, especially when you consider the the team surrounding them, um, you know, just think about how Keldon looked in his second year, how Devin looked in his second year. Um, 
I really think Blake has a lot of potential. He's got a lot of athleticism. He's super quick. Um, he's fast twitch. He's got a nice handle on the ball. Um, I just think he's really dynamic driving to the rim. He's going to get the jump shot down. It's going to take some time. And and like I said, I think as the season's progressed, we can agree that he's a little bit more raw than Malachi and Jeremy. Um, but I, but I still have hope for for Blake Wesley. Don't don't be too discouraged by the way he's been playing in the stretch. I think he's looked more comfortable uh, the more reps he's gotten. Doug had a good game tonight, five for seven from three, 17 points overall. Uh, I really liked the way he was moving off screens with Charles and Dom in. They were setting hard screens in those six minutes that Dom played. Uh, really freed up Doug on the off-ball movement. We're going to need more of that moving forward, especially with Jay Rich being out. Um, and and hopefully we can maybe get Bla- Blake handling the ball with with Devonte running off some more screens because a lot of his threes that he's been taking and he's been taking a lot of them um have been off the dribble and i don't mind that but it's like you know we got blake wesley playing out playing the two out there um you might as well let him do some point guard duties because we know Devonte uh can definitely <laughs> you can throw him in some floppy floppies and uh get some good some good plays going with Devonte with him as a shooter. Had 30 in his Spurs debut. I'm excited to talk to Ethan about that uh, when we see him next. But anyways, I appreciate you guys hanging out for the Spurs rapid reaction tonight against the Charlotte Hornets. It was a little all over the place because I'm missing my partner, Ethan. It had been a while since I'd done a solo show, so apologies for that. But thank you all for hanging out. Go Spurs, go. We'll see what happens in the next one. The Spurs are going to be matching up with the Mavericks tomorrow night. And then we'll have Friday off, and then they'll go to Utah to start next week. They'll play them Saturday and Tuesday. They'll stay in Utah the whole time. Uh, So that's probably when you'll see me and Ethan is next Tuesday. Um, I might be in here for Thursday and Saturday as well. We'll see what happens with my schedule. But the Spurs continue a long L streak. The last win was against Brooklyn in January on January 17th. So almost a month without a win here for the Spurs. Let me count this up. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen straight losses for the San Antonio Spurs on the Wembenyama train. Sorry, I just saw some of y'all's comments. I was in there just kind of talking. Um, but want to get to these before I leave. Connor McLeod said, "Any idea how much is Devin Vassell's extension this offseason? We'll have to see. I would say." that if we do sign him to an extension this offseason, which I hope we do, it's going to be in that Keldon range, around $20 million per year. That's what, I, that's what I'd say. Connor also says that Wesley is really good. So you, you can see the potential through the struggles, Connor. I love it. Um, and yeah, after this week, um, the Spurs will not... Or no, you got it. You got it, Adrian. I'm sorry. I don't know why I thought it was tomorrow that the that the uh, the Spurs were playing. We're going to the All-Star break. I'm all over the place, like I said. Um, so yeah, we'll be back after the All-Star break. But you should see a live from me and Ethan for sure after this weekend. I kind of previewed that on the trade deadline live where we'll just kind of dive deep into the future of the Spurs. What we've seen from Devontae Graham, Charles Bassey signing a four, uh, four-year contract. Um, and we appreciate y'all once again. So thanks for hanging out tonight. Um, definitely hit that like button below, hit the subscribe button as well. If you want to stay updated with the show, follow us on Twitter at SSP on YT at Jude McLaren and at Ethan underscore Quintero. Bus show. We appreciate y'all. We'll catch y'all on the next one. Go Spurs go.